0: Goodness gracious, D.T. Linda Gross, an author, a Los Angeles-based talk radio show host. Her men's advocate show came about after her thousands of interviews with men and women. I know you're going to correct me on that number, Linda. She is here to give men the support they so much need to have positive, supportive relationships. It doesn't happen very often from a woman. And men and women, you both need to be listening to this show because we're going to share a lot of information just like we did yesterday on her show based out of Los Angeles. So welcome to the show, Linda. Welcome to the Love Coach Bruce Starr show here on 95.9 FM, 106.9 FM, The Palm.
1: Thank you so much, Bruce, for having me. What a pleasure it is to do these back-to-back shows. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's great. You know, we share a lot of information. We shared a lot on your show, and we're going to do the same here. And, uh, you know, I think it's so rare that a a woman, uh, a female, has gathered so much information about the world of relationships that she is here, you're here to help men understand themselves more and help women understand men. And to me, that is absolutely invaluable because right now, I think for the most part, a majority of the relationships out there in the world are on the brink of disaster. And I think if they... Uh, Get some information from you. I think this is going to help uh, relationships everywhere. So, Linda, tell my listeners a little bit about you and how you came to host the Men's Advocate Show.
1: Great. Well, I did years of research to write my men's book, which is called Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever, and basically, the book, even though I call it Mastering Women, is really getting to know yourself. And um, it, the jump point from this book was after the second uh, wave of feminism where the media had us all believe that the sexes are the same, and just because women are now going to work because of the invention of the pill, they no longer had to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, they could delay pregnancy. And in so doing, they could go to college, they could get a job, they could bring home the bacon, and they basically said, what do we need you men for since formerly... Uh, you know, the women were dependent, the women and children were dependent on the husband's income to support the family, and that has been dying away uh, slowly but surely. So anyway, I wrote this book. I do have a degree in psychology from UCLA and spent years of academic research, and what I decided to do was I I decided to take the research back to 10,000 years ago. How did caveman, how did they date? How did they mate? And has anything, anything much at all changed in all this evolution of the many years that have gone by? And, you know, the age-old question, is it nature? Is it nurture? Um, you know, a lot of the, the new people, the media will have you believe that it's nurture. Nurture means that it's your environment, how you were raised, it's your teachers, it's your friends. And we are affected by this. Now, while that is true to a certain degree, from my research, I found really that it's nature, meaning that it's our biology, our DNA, our hormones that are dictating to us our behavior. And the reason why this is so is because Mother Nature is not stupid. And, uh, you know, way back in the day, there were only 2,000 people on Earth. So Mother Nature had to protect our species and created these hormones to where it would make us act, mate, date in certain ways. And it was all for the purpose of m- ensuring that the next generation would continue, that the survival of the species would continue. So that was my research, and I decided to c- combine What the average man on the street was saying and what was his problems, needs, wants, roadblocks, you know, what did he want out of this book, combined with the research, the academic research, and that's what went in to make this book.
0: You know, that's really brilliant what you said uh, from your research about, in the beginning days, when nature put men and women together, it was a natural state, men were the assertive aggressors. Uh, women were feminine and receptive, and that worked. And and proof is we have, what, 6 billion people from 200,000 back then. We have 6 billion or 7 billion now, whatever that number is. But yeah. the, that combination worked where the man uh, was proud to go out And do what he had to do for the family to eat, to sleep, to cover, Uh, and then the woman, he brought what he found back to the home, and the woman took back what he found, and we're talking about such basic terms now, and she was receptive to his bounty, and was brilliant enough to make the most and the best out of what he brought into the home to make that home comfortable and happy, not only for the husband and wife, for the children that came from that uh, marriage. And when you say nature, I think that that, for 10,000 years, kind of worked pretty well. What do you think?
1: Of course, it did work pretty well. Um, I think it worked pretty well up until the, advent- the invention of the pill, which was in the late 60s. And then it became mainstream to the population, to women at large, in the early 70s. And that's when we had the sexual revolution. And then they decide- women decided, oh, wait a minute, I don't have to get pregnant. I can delay this. I don't have to leave it to chance. Well, (laughs) yippee-yi-yo, and that's when, you know, all of this uh, started to where the media and, um, you know, the powers that be decided that, you know, we're just going to change all that, you know, nature, who cares about nature, and we're going to change the rules and we're going to brainwash everybody to make them think that it's nurture, to make them think that it's the influence that you're getting, and in this case, the major influence, especially today with social media and the, and the media, but it's your influences that will shape and mold you. While I hold that to be true, you know, it might be 20 percent true. Guess what? It's not 80 percent true, but they'll have you thinking that the numbers are exactly the opposite of that.
0: And what was interesting from the show that we did the other day, Linda, is that you had a uh, one of the magazines that so many of the young people uh, are reading and obviously written by so many of the young people in their 20s. And the things that they were coming up with and coming out with and saying that this is the norm, the new norm now, this is the new school now, and uh, you should kind of be – you know living your life this way you and i did a show and we kind of went through each and every one each and every one of these kinds of new rules and regulations that they were coming up with <laughs> and we didn't kind of agree about them at all
1: <laughs> no no but unfortunately they're doing a really good job at brainwashing those who are gullible enough to you know review it read it and digest it so you know it's i think it's our job for those who know better it's our job you know for if for anyone who wants to look at the history prior to the early 70s what happened prior to then is everybody had a family role heck the kids even had a family role you know maybe johnny took out the trash and and michael cut the lawn and maybe susie helped set the table or whatever everybody had a role so you know things were clear and defined I'm all for modernization. I'm all for, you know, the roles should be swapped a little bit, of course. You know, it's got to be modernized case-by-case case basis. But our general genetic roles really have not changed. You can you can pre-program and brainwash the people all you want. They have not changed. In fact, I'll give you an example. There's a very major uh, feminist. Her name is Camille Paglia. And she says, there is no such thing as transgender. There is no such thing as, I was born this way to be gay. It's all a choice. Now, one can argue that till the cows come home. But this is somebody who, you know, (laughs) walks the walk, talks the talk. And even she is saying that we are born with a particular gender. And if we decide to act like the opposite gender... That's all well and good, but it is a choice. A choice,
0: And here's what my observation, we talked about this on your show. Here's my observation. When you and I, Linda, were growing up and we lived uh, wherever it was, in a, in a big neighborhood, an apartment complex, apartment house, whatever it was, we knew a lot of people. We knew everybody in the neighborhood. Did you know very many single people that were kind of walking out of their homes? They were walking home alone. Did you know too many s- single people that weren't married?
1: No, it's it's a current phenomena. I don't know if it's because we're working too many hours and we're too distracted you know, by social media and the Internet, and it's taxing our time and our energy, and we just don't have the extra strength to make personal connections. I don't know what it is. Part of it is laziness. I have a whole slew of young men today who are beyond lazy, beyond, you know, motivated, and they just stay at home in, in mom's basement basically watching porn and playing videos all day long. And, you know, they're 28 years old already.
0: So so so
1: there's a a big laziness factor that's going on today as well.
0: So if people want to know if this new school is working, well, the the facts say that about 50 percent of the uh, population is single, alone, and possibly lonely. Another 25 percent are in relationship and not happy in it. So this new thinking, this new school, I'm going to look at those facts and see – If they're working, and I'm going to be a big proponent that people need to get back to the way it worked for 10,000 years if they want to be happy and not die alone on their deathbed. We are talking to Linda Gross, DT Linda, and you can tell me what DT means when we get back, DT Linda Gross, an author, a Los Angeles-based talk radio show host. Her uh, show, The Men's Advocate Show, right out of Los Angeles, a great place to be in radio. Boy, you talk about uh, rush hour traffic. There's billions of people listening to rush hour traffic out there. I think it's great. When we come back, more with Linda about what she thinks men need to hear to feel better about themselves, to go out into the world and date, mate, and find love you're listening to the Love Coach Bruce Star Show. We'll be right back. Here are two questions for you. Is your business website actually helping your business? And is it getting found on Google? I'm here to tell you that you can get a beautiful new website for just $39 per month with no contract commitment and a money-back guarantee. It will be designed and Google-optimized by experts. To jumpstart the growth of your business online, call... right now that's 772-905-7600 or go to wwwall 4 65com to get a beautiful new website for just $39 a month. My mom is stressed, has allergies, asthma, sinus, and skin issues, but she got natural relief for all of that at Cure Salt Spa. She can either enjoy the benefits of a salt therapy while relaxing in a luxurious recliner in a large salt room with up to five others, or privately in a salt booth for a quick intensified session. Us kids can find relief while playing in their Cure Kids Club with Himalayan salt, toys, and arts and crafts. My mom also takes a warm salt sauna and a massage to help her really relax. Incorporate salt therapy into your wellness routine like my mom has at Cure Salt Spa, so you can live well too. To schedule your time, call 561-295-5520. Located in Jupiter at US1 and Indian Town Road.
1: You're listening to The Love Coach with Bruce Starr on South Florida's 95.9 The Palm. Bruce is here to answer any of your questions on dating, marriage, love, and finding that perfect someone. Reach The Love Coach with your questions at 877-960-9960. Now, here's Bruce Starr.
0: All right, it's 29 minutes after the hour. And if you'd like to call in, you know, we're having a great conversation here Uh, I love talking to Linda Gross. We can talk for days and days, uh, weekends and weekends and weeks and weeks, which we'll probably end up doing eventually uh, once we get together and do some work out there in Los Angeles. Uh, but if you would like to call, this will be your one chance to call and ask Linda a question about especially be a great for a man to call. Women is good if you want to help understand uh the way men think and the may the way men work. Uh you can call right now. It's eight seven seven nine six zero nine nine six zero. That's eight seven seven nine uh let's see, nine six zero nine nine six zero. If you'd like to ask Linda a question. So Linda, tell me about DT, and then really I want to know more about the information that you've learned to help men understand themselves.
1: The name DT is short for dating tips. I used to write a column at the same time that I was uh, writing my book and gathering all the information, and that the name of the column was dating tips for men, and I decided to just stay with a pen name, not reveal my identity, not reveal my gender necessarily. And I had this advice column for men that I was teaching them about, uh, you know, love, relationships, dating, mating, and so forth. And so somebody called, started calling me DT instead of saying hey you, they started calling me DT, which is short for dating tips, and it just sort of stuck and. I really like it because people, it's a great icebreaker, because just like yourself, they say, well, what does that mean? And then you get to say the story, and it's it's a cute way to just open the door. I love that. I love that. I kind of stayed with it. Great. Excellent. (laughs) By the way, my show in Los Angeles, for those who live geographically in Los Angeles, uh, can listen on the radio program. Otherwise, it's live streamed not only nationwide, but worldwide. So just Google the Men's Advocate Show and it should come right up. There's plenty of different streaming platforms, including my mobile app that will, will get you there. And of course, we have the on-demand library and you can access that 24 seven.
0: Also tell them how, how else they can get in touch with you if they want to contact you, either by email or however else you'd like them to contact you.
1: Perfect. Probably the best way is to find me on Facebook. Just Google The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Um, I have a website as well, themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com, and all the different social media and contact ways are listed on my website. They can find me that way.
0: Cool. So let's get back to men. Let's get back to how we can help men. How would you help men sort of get back into their own shoes, get back into their own space, that true self of, of, of a loving spirit, a powerful spiritual being. Let's have some suggestions how men can get back on the horse and really be self-confident and uh, t- to, to pursue relationships.
1: Absolutely. One of the best ways I tell men to foster confidence is not with women. It's too hard to do it with women, especially if you're shy and you don't know where to start and, you know, you just you just can't do it. So what I say to these men is figure out what your passion, your hobby, or something that you're good at, figure out what that is and practice it or visit it at least an hour a day or if not an hour a week and get really, really good at it. So if your thing is basketball, good, practice that. If your thing is playing guitar, practice that. You know, whatever it happens to be, get really, really good at your field. In fact, go so far as to be an expert in your field in that. And then what happens is, you begin to develop confidence in your gut, which is where you need it. And then that natural inner confidence will spill over to the women automatically. And when you're in the learning stages of this, just just tell yourself, you know, I'm a great golfer. I can just, you know, close my eyes and in my mind's eye, I'm swinging that perfect shot it's going yards and hundreds of yards down the field and just imagine what it feels like when you're in that headspace with all that confidence right before you walk up to the girl and just let it carry through. Just let that confidence carry through. That's And I have lots of exercises in the book that you can do to help you practice confidence, aside from the hobbies and the passions and the interests um, that are so easy to do. You're going to do a head slap when you see some of these exercises. And, you know, another one is just approach 10 women a day. It doesn't have to be somebody you want to date. It doesn't have to be, you know, an eight, nine or 10. Just. You need the practice. So what I say is, you know, you got to go to the gas station. Hey, there's the car next to you. You're filling up. She's filling up. Just smile and say hi. Just try to see if you can get a reaction out of her. Um, maybe you're picking up your dry cleaning. Maybe you're, you know, buying cantaloupes at the grocery store or whatever it is. Try to approach 10 women a day. Of those 10 women, Of course, you're going to get a few failures. Of course, you're going to get women that are not interested or whatever. And again, the end goal is not to pick them up. The end goal is not necessarily to date them, but to just learn yourself, like learn which ones, you know, are working and which which uh, activities or behaviors are not working. So expand the positive and lessen the negative. That way, if you do it for a couple of months, 10 women a day for two months, that way when you see a girl you really are interested in, you're already practiced, you're already seasoned, and you're not fumbling over your words, you're not getting tongue-tied, you're not shy, you're not running in the other direction. You'll just deal with it. It's just one of the 10 that I've got to approach today. So, you know, use baseball as your as your example, you know, when that hitter steps on the plate, that's not the first time he's stepped on the plate all week. My goodness. You know, they've got spring training. They've got training before the game, after the game, you know, all kinds of training. They have training with psychologists to see in your mind's eye, how it's going to work out, how this swing is going to work out. There's lots of practice before you hit that plate right before you stand on the plate so same thing with guys you can't expect to go to an eight nine or ten with no practice that is so silly it's not going to happen
0: absolutely i I love what you're saying there the most attractive thing the thing that attracts women to men the most is self-confidence and again doesn't mean he's self-confident in everything he's self-confident about what he is, what he's doing, and women want to know more about men that are self-confident. They want to find they want to find out more about that guy. And that's why what Linda is saying is so important. And here's what I think is the big problem and why so many people, so many men Uh, don't have that experience that they really need because I think, I believe that they spend 90 to 95% of their time trying to get successful in business and trying to get successful in business is really sort of the opposite of what it takes to enter into a loving, warm, uh, supportive relationships. I think men have gotten so caught up in getting the sale making the commission, that when they are after work hours, they approach relationships the same way. They try to win. They try to make that sale. They try to get that commission. And the commission is the woman. And I say to women, here's, I don't get a chance to talk about this on the air too often, so I'm really glad I'm giving myself a chance to say this. (laughs) Women. When a man tries to sell himself how great he is or how great you are, you're being approached by a salesman who's in his head. He's trying to win you over, and he's going to figure out what kind of girl are you. Are you the kind of girl that wants to be with a great guy? If he figures that out, he's going to build himself up, in your eyes sell himself to you if he sees that you lacking some self-confidence he's going to try to build you up and make and compliment the heck out of you and that's another way that they uh, find themselves that can be be, make them attractive to women both of those are unhealthy when it comes to relationships and uh, your thoughts on that
1: Yes, if you're trying to treat the girl like she's a piece of merchandise to be won or lost or had, of course that's not going to work. Right. And it works you're, you're a lot. Right. The number one trait <laughs> that women are looking for is confidence. Mm-hmm. So there are actually four traits in total, and that's the basis of my book. And it's my um, esteemed knowledge and experience that I say this: that if if you if a guy does the, the following four traits. He can win over any woman, anywhere, anytime, uh, irregardless of race, color, creed, religion, nationality, all that stuff. Because like I say, I stripped it all the way back down to the core. These are our core drives. It's what What animal drives do we have that drive us forward, that motivate us? to be with this man or not be with this man. So the first and foremost one is confidence. And then if you sprinkle in the other three, you are golden and you're going to get that girl. So the other three are connect with her, which means you have to find some kind of commonality before you approach her. Maybe you look around the room and you see what you guys have in common. Oh, you ordered the uh, seasoned French fries? I ordered that last week. I really like those, too. Or, gee, you know, have you heard this band before? This is the first time I'm hearing this band. And then maybe she says, oh, yeah, they play every Friday night. I come to this uh, restaurant often because I like hearing this band. So find something in common between you to use as your icebreaker, and you can just let let the icebreaker do the talking rather than talking about yourself or her. Um, And then thirdly is caring. You have to give a rip. You have to give a rat's tail. If you don't care about her, she will sense that, and she will sense that you're just using her like a piece of merchandise. So my thoughts to the guys is if you don't care about her, let her go. Find someone that you genuinely have interest in, that you Want to pursue, uh, you know, on a a better level or want to pursue on a second date? Um, If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Why waste time? Make sure that you've got the connection so you can go forward to the next date. And then lastly, and this is the one trait that the pickup artists don't have. So they have trait number one, but it's what I call fake confidence. Uh, the pickup artists they will teach you to be cocky and arrogant, which mm-hmm. I can deem fake confidence. Right. I want you to get confidence for real, confidence that comes from your gut. In right. fact, a confident guy should never talk about where he got his confidence from. The more you talk, you give away your power. Like it should just ooze out of your pores. Like if you're the, that best golfer or whatever it is, Um, or the best salesman, or whatever it is, you shouldn't have to talk about that, because that's being a braggart, which is a a turnoff for many women. So the pickup artist will teach you fake confidence, cockiness, and arrogance. In my book, I teach you how to get the confidence for real. Um, The pickup artist, number two and number three, uh, they will have you, they know that connecting with her and caring about her is important. So the pickup artist will teach you how to do that. The problem with that is they're lying, that they don't really care about her. They just pretend to care about her. They don't really want to connect with her. They just pretend to do that because they know they're going to get the goods at the end of the night, so they just pretend. So the one element that's different between a pickup artist And what I call a good guy is the fourth C. In my book, I call these the four Cs. So the fourth C is character. Means that you have to walk the walk. You have to talk the talk. You have to have integrity. And you're not doing it in a pretend fashion. You're doing it for real. You really do care about her. You really do have the same interests. You like tennis? I like tennis. Okay, good. So you tennis is the icebreaker, or whatever it happens to be. So you're you're finding this commonality for real. It's It's part of who you are. You're not changing your morals or values to be with somebody just because she's a hot chick. You're doing so because you really are interested in her and want to get to know her better.
0: This is really invaluable information. Guys, I hope you're listening because... If things are not working, if you're getting frustrated, if you want to have a loving relationship, fall in love, be with someone who's there for who you are, not for what you have. These are the things that you need to do and the ways to approach women. And there's nothing more important than what Linda has just said. And I want to say that when uh, guys come up to me who are you know, a little on the nerdy side, uh, they're not that experienced with women, taking the things that Linda just said, but also that practice thing. Dare to be friendly to women who you don't know, who you don't really care, you know, it's like, not that you don't care about them, but you're not looking at them as uh, someone that you want to be with the rest of your life. Practice saying hello, and being kind, and being finding something interesting about the other person, practice Practice doing that all the time so that when you do meet someone, we talked about this, that you can be a little bit more calm and have a little bit more self-confidence that uh, maybe this person may find you uh, interesting too. And the last thing that I want to say is if you can get someone laughing, if you can be funny, And I don't mean funny telling dirty jokes. If you can just be like a sort of like a comedian and finding the the comedy in life, finding the humor in what you're doing and how you're doing it. And if you can get that other person laughing, that laughter, and I know Linda knows this, creates chemicals in your body that makes you feel good. So that's what I I think. Go out there and practice. And you know, learned. And when you're when you're laughing at things, it lightens things up. The women are not saying to themselves, "This guy's really serious. He he likes me too much." No, if you got them laughing, they're not thinking that at all. They're thinking to themselves, "Oh, isn't this guy cool? Isn't he interesting? Isn't he funny?" And that's what you want them to think about you.
1: I know that many women rate. Uh, comedy and, you know, their sense of humor really, really highly. Um, I have something to say about that. Just bringing comedy to the table in and of itself or a sense of humor in and of itself in my book doesn't work. Um, I'll give you an example. I have a friend from high school who is probably the funniest person I have ever met in my life. We're still in touch to this day. Every time I'm around him, I'm literally peeing in my pants, just rolling over with laughter. It's just bam, 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 like one joke after another. That's all well and good. But if you don't bring the sense of humor along with the confidence, it doesn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Then you're just going to stay in nice guy zone. And we all know that nice guy zone doesn't work. So, exactly. if you just want to have her look at you like a brother or like a friend, oh, you know, isn't uh, Johnny nice? Well, you know, you're not going to you're not going to get out of first base there. So, you have to also incorporate the techniques that I teach about confidence and blend them, weave them into your sense of humor, and then you've got a winner.
0: Exactly. That sounds just great. Well, it's forty-seven after the hour, and. Uh, I would like to, uh, I really want to thank you so much, Linda, for coming on the show. This was really wonderful. I hope there was a lot of men out there that were listening and taking this in because I know there's a lot of people uh, going on the wrong path there, and, and they're stuck. They don't know how to get on the right path, and that's why I'm doing this show. I want to be able to introduce information that would help People open up their minds, help people think about trying new ways, especially if the ways that they're working on now are not getting them the results that they're looking for. So, this is to me is invaluable information for people, and I couldn't be happier that uh, you wanted to be on the show.
1: Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, and my gratitude to you and your and your listening audience. Um, well, I'm happy to do this anytime. Come on your show, you come on my show. I always love it. So, uh, in closing, I just wanted to say that people can check out my book on Amazon, Mastering Women. They can check out, they can Google me for the show information, uh, the Men's Advocate Show. And, um, you know, there is a, I was listening to the show at the top of the hour, and there, there is an invisible string between Patrice and I. We're both authors, right? And yes. I had the same experience writing this book. It's like so funny listening to her story. I might as well have been telling you my story. But I was awakened from sleep at 4 a.m., and I just had this thing, this, this one line in my head And something propelled me to get out of bed and go to the computer and write that one line down. In her case, it was the title of her book. In my case, that one line strung into an entire book. So, yeah, you know, intuition is is a very, uh, or if you want to call it higher, you know, higher self, higher purpose, God, you know, whatever you believe in. But uh, it's out there. All you have to do is just listen sometimes when the universe is talking to you, and who knows what could come of it.
0: I love that 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning thing that wakes you up and you have this information. I always get right to the computer and just listen. (laughs) I just sit there and relax and just listen. And, you know, sometimes it's gobbledygook and it really doesn't work out, but other times it's gold. So thank you, Linda, and I really do look forward to staying connected with you. We kind of lost touch with each other in the last year. But I really do want to stay in touch and see what we can do to help men.
1: That sounds great to me. Thank you again, Bruce.
0: All right. Take care. Linda Gross, author, Los Angeles-based talk radio show host, men's advocate show.